Hello and welcome to the First Hand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect interview. I'm joined today by Bryant University linebacker Ryan Sadler. Ryan, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, most definitely. I'm excited to get into your story. We were talking a little bit off the air. It's truly a small world. I We recently had one of your high school teammates on, so I was blown away when I saw that high school name <laughs> twice. So tell us a little bit about where you're from, man. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Fort Lauderdale area. I uh, was born, born in Boca, went to high school in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, went to St. Andrews for my first two years. Uh, ended up transferring to Cardinal Gibbons. Actually uh, played with the guy you interviewed, Maxwell Worship. Um, and, yeah, from, from my junior year on, I really, you know, what was my dream to play college football uh, and, you know, at the D1 level. And, you know, just worked, try to be the best I could possibly be at my position, try to perfect my craft and just kept working. And, you know, luckily I was able to get an opportunity, um, you know, after I thought I was going to play basketball originally, but, you know, only grew up to be six one. So life happens and uh, decided to stick with football and I'm glad I did. So. So I have to ask you, because, you know, when I talked to Maxwell, he, you know, he talked about what a dominant you know football team you guys were and. You know, I asked him about Florida high school football, so let me get your take on it, too. Is Florida the premier high school football state? 100%. It's different. Like, I'd say, you know, I feel the only the, – the big football states are Florida, Texas, California, probably like Georgia, too. Um, you know, I'd say one thing about Florida is the speed is just crazy. I feel like everyone's fast there. You look at, like, the amount of NFL players from Florida, it's ridiculous. Um, you see – it's just a, another level, I feel like, of Florida. Like, the, the cool thing about being raised in Florida and then playing high school football and youth football there is when I came up north to play football here, it wasn't that much of a difference in speed. It was it was pretty, like, an easy transition. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about Florida. Maybe it's the heat, but we're, uh, we're different, that's for sure. So I have to ask you the recruiting process for you. Obviously, you alluded to it. You ended up up north there at Bryant. So what was the recruiting process like for you coming out? And how did you end up zeroing in and ultimately committing to Bryant? Yeah, it was stressful. Um, I feel like that's everyone, really. Uh, you know, going for my freshman and sophomore year, I had a pretty good season, but wasn't at a, the biggest football school. So I wanted to try to go to a bigger football school. That's why I went to Cardinal Gibbons. Had a really good year junior year, um, a really good year senior year, but just wasn't getting the, I guess, notoriety or offers I think I wanted to. Um, you know, I feel like what happens with a lot of people, you'll get an offer and it'll be taken away um, with stuff. And, you know, Brian was like the one that was most consistent that I talked to the coaching staff a lot with. And I feel like the only ones that were truly invested in me. So uh, I think like the weekend before signing day or something like that I, I committed and I signed with them so it was a big relief I was just glad uh, I got to play division one football so that was that was a blessing you know and you talked about how you felt Florida high school football prepared you for that d1 level when you got onto campus and you got into your first fall camp what were the feelings like and was there any surprises once you're now you're there in a d1 fall camp yeah well fall camp it, it, you know it's it's tough, especially your first year there, obviously, for any football, any division, I feel like, uh, you know, the long days of camp and, you know, what surprised me the most, honestly, in high school, we didn't have meetings as much. 
we had a few, but we had the, the, the hours of meetings and film and all this extra stuff we had to do. I wasn't prepared for that. So that was probably the hardest part. Practicing was great. Like I didn't, I didn't mind practicing at all. Um, I think the biggest adjustments was definitely like the off the field preparation. Um, I always studied film, but doing it by yourself and doing it and watching every play of practice, even out of your reps, it's, it's kind of difficult. So, um, and I'd say, you know, I, I feel it's obviously division one football, people are bigger. So I had to be a little bit more physically change myself as well. You know, and when you go through your career stats, obviously your last two years are the years that pop, but you have a year there where you have no stats and that was due to an injury. So I have to ask you, you know, a lot of guys, you know, we see it injuries, maybe they don't come back as strong or maybe it's harder to come back. So talk about, you know, what you went through with your injury and how you were able to rehab it and come back, in my opinion, even better than before. Yeah. So freshman year uh, was a retro year for me. And then sophomore year, we had two really good linebackers uh, in front of me. One was the all-time leading tackler here. Another was probably like fifth or something. And they were great. And I learned a lot. And then junior year, uh, I, that was kind of weird because that was the COVID year, remember? And so for FCS Division One football players, a lot of us had our games like after January. So everything was kind of like weird out of proportion. But uh, yeah, I was feeling good. I was like, I felt confident. I was playing the best ball of my life. And then uh, I was like a scrimmage right before our first game. And I don't, you know, it was a, it was a tough injury, basically uh, tore my MCL. And uh, it was only a four week season and I was out for like maybe like six, seven weeks. So a normal season, I could probably come back, but not that season. So, you know, it was tough. It was just one of those things. I felt like I was rigorous with uh, training and trying to come back. I really, I really wanted to come back that year, even though we only had four games, that was going to happen. But um, I just, I feel like I was really consistent with the process um, and kept on believing myself. So it, it was a tough year, but you know, I, everything happens for a reason and I got faster stronger that summer as well so and that helped me the last two years you know and a lot of people who have been redshirted that I've talked to talk about how much the redshirt actually ultimately ended up helping them whether it be you know to gain that extra year of eligibility or just to adjust to the speed of the game a little easier do you feel the redshirt helped you and you know what was your conversation like when you found out you were being redshirted or did you know pretty early on so at the time, probably not. I'd say, you know, I I wish I had that junior year experience because I did have that redshirt year. Because with COVID, you know, you have an extra redshirt year. Um, but I, I feel like I wanted, I was ready at that time and be set back. I was like, crap, like that sucks. So, um, you know, I, I I feel like for for that year, for the red freshman year, for sure. Like I think that was huge. But the junior year, I feel like I was ready to go. So. It only just like the only positive I could take out of that is just build up the motivation to come back because I feel like I always knew the type of player I was. My team knew the type of player I was. I just wasn't able to showcase it till last year. So uh, it was a lot of waiting, but, um, you know, <laughs> it, it happened. So I, I dealt with it the best I could. You know, and what would have been your senior season ended up being your junior season as far as eligibility goes last yeah. year is where you really came on the scene over 90 tackles. Uh, obviously, you know, it was something you'd been preparing for, but what did it feel like when you finally were able to burst out onto the scene and show everybody, you know, this is what I'm capable of? What were the emotions like then? It was great. Um, <laughs> it was great. It's one of those things like I from I haven't played a game at that point for like 
two years, really. It's, it was a while. So I, I guess, you know, you get so involved in working hard and training that you kind of, when game time comes, you're like, all right, it's time to go out there. Uh, I remember my first game, it's definitely a little rusty. Um, that, was, <laughs> that was not my best college game whatsoever. It's probably one of my worst, but uh, I feel like the, the Akron game, when we played against Akron, uh, it's kind of when I started to excel a little bit and started to find my rhythm. And uh, it was cool. I miss, uh, you know, I realized how much I love football, I guess, during last season. Um, I got reinvigorated by the game, got motivated. And um, I realized how much I love performing in front of the crowd, too. Like, it's, 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 it's great to have, you know, football is all about having fun and winning. So having fun first, winning second. Um, and, you know, to get that feeling again was, was pretty cool. You know, and you have a great statistical season last year, and a lot of guys have a hard time following up such a big stat year with another good year, but you actually did even better this past season, more tackles, more tackles for loss. Can you talk about how you were able to build off the success you had last year and, you know, duplicate it and have even more success this season? Yeah. uh, It was one of those things, me and my position coach, we really wanted to push myself to be even better than I was, than I was, you know, it was a good year for me, uh, you know, that year last last, uh, 2021. But at the same time, I felt like I could have been a lot better in a lot of areas. Uh, I felt like I could have been a lot better in pass coverage, uh, finishing plays, finishing through people. Um, so that's something like I, I really worked on a lot. So, you know, I had goals for every single stat, basically. Um, my goals were 100 tackles. I got 97. So it was close, but I guess I'll take it. Uh, 12 TFLs or 11 TFLs. I got 11 and a half. Two picks, I got three, and then five sacks, and I got four and a half. So um, I was kind of like ch- chasing that, like the entire year. I had something to chase, um, along with obviously winning, and I feel like that upped my play a lot. So having those goals um, really helped me. I feel like excel to the next level. You know, and on this show, I really like to use a company called Pro Football Focus. I don't know how familiar you are with them, but they're based out of Cincinnati. Um, they do all the grading because I am not educated enough to grade people mm-hmm. at that level. Um, yeah. And there were 784 Division One linebackers that they graded this year. And out of 784, yeah. you finished ninth in the country. In I did not know that. Grades. That, was, uh, that was for this year? Yeah, that was this season. You finished ninth out of entire defensive grade and pass coverage, you were 13th in the country. Wow. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so, I mean, that. That's a cool stat. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, you know, it shows like you talked about, you know, you had a good year last year, but you wanted to build off and you talked about that well-roundedness numbers like that show that well-roundedness. Cause when a company like pro football focus and when an NFL team scouts a guy, they're not just looking at, oh, he had 100 tackles. Oh, he had 97. They want to see how do you do in pass coverage? How do you do in blitz, you know, when you're blitzing and rushing the passer? So could you talk about, you know, the versatility that you bring and how you feel it helps separate you from maybe some other linebackers in this draft class? For sure. Um, I think the thing that I've always – when I was, uh, you know, ever since I was young, I've, I've been a decent size, right? I've like, I'm always – I'm around 225 right now, and I've always been – you know, pretty powerful, but I've always like been quick. Quickness is like my thing. Um, trying to be as twitchy as I can, um, and I feel like that helps me try to defeat blocks and go past guys and even cover guys. Um, and to try to like become more well-rounded, I really focus a lot on my footwork this year, um, especially in the passing game because I didn't have a 
I didn't have a pick last uh, last year, which, you know, I didn't drop a pick, which would have sucked, but I wanted to put myself in a position to make plays. Um, so I really worked, especially for my position in our defense. I had a lot, there's a lot of times man coverage on tight ends, backs, even receivers sometimes. So um, I really worked my footwork, worked a lot of one-on-ones and try to understand the defense to the even more than I did before, because if I know where everyone's at, I can, I, I better understand how to compliment others and that put me in a better position as well. So, um, yeah, in terms of pass coverage, it'll work on. And then for rushing the passer, I really just try to add more things in my repertoire, like, you know, you know, using hands more and stuff like that and using my hips and getting through to the QB. So, you know, and, one thing that a lot of teams are going to be looking at when they evaluate draft prospects is off the field character. So, you know, obviously the goal is one of these 32 NFL teams to take a shot on you and bring you in. So if one of these 32 NFL teams does do that, what are they getting from you as a person? Yeah. um, I think I've always valued myself on uh, in terms of my teammates first, um, you know, I've had awesome teammates, high school, college, youth. It's, it's been, it's been great. Um, yeah, I really care about the guys I play with. And I feel like when a person really cares about the guys they play with, then that helps the team become closer um, and be be a greater than the sum of its parts. Um, and honestly, like I, I think any of my teammates will say this. Um, everyone says they're competitive, but I'm like very obsessed with with this. I, I want to be the best and I want I want to win more than anything. So um that's why I, I feel like, you know, in all these years of playing sports, I I want to win so bad that I'll do anything it takes, even if it's, you know, getting on teammates or getting on guys and, um, you know, confronting them. I feel like at the end of the day, I, I don't – I work to play well, yes, but I work to play well to win. So I feel like that want and that drive, that's what separates me as a character from a lot of other guys. You know, and you getting to play at the D1 level, you've gotten to experience some awesome, you know, opportunities that a lot of guys just never are fortunate enough to do. So, yeah. Do you you have a moment, you know, in your college career, maybe a couple moments that just stand out as maybe, you know, just a little more special than the rest? Hmm. You know, I'd say, I'd say a few. The first one I'd say, you know, coming back from my injury, that first like game, it was, I had a bad game. It was terrible. But, being able, yeah, I think it was against URI, and you know, it's a rival of ours, obviously Rhode Island, uh, and us both being one of the better schools in Rhode Island, have a, have a little bit of rivalry there, having you know, 12,000, 15,000 somewhere around their fans for the first game since COVID. That was pretty cool. Um, I feel like my favorite moment of my college career is probably, probably this last year, honestly, um, when uh, we played. You know, we're struggling in the Big South. We we had a, you know, a tough year, but we were so close every game. And we played Campbell, and we were, like, 14-point underdogs. And uh, I had a sack to make it, like, third and 40 or something like that. And um, that was – it was my last home game uh, ever uh, as a Brian Bulldog. And that kind of solidified it for us. And I remember, like, the crowd was going crazy and – my teammates were going nuts. Uh, we came out with the first big, our first big South one ever. So that, that moment is probably my favorite of all time. You know, and 
now that you have declared for the draft, obviously now comes draft prep. And with that is a lot of really awesome all-star bowl game opportunities. You know, we saw the FCS bowl was just played this past weekend, you know, so do you have any of those all-star bowl games on your horizon? Are you looking for any combine opportunities? What does that look like for you right now? Yeah, no, I've got a few, uh, I got a national uh, scouting combine invite in like January, mid-January from in Indianapolis. Um, still talking to my family and coaches, see if, you know, I'll be attending that or not. Um, I've got, you know, a few bowl invites as well. Um, you know, it's one of those things I feel like it's, it's tough because you have to weigh in like how much you want to train and how much you want to do these other things. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm in a good, I'm healthy right now. You know, I, I recovered for about like three weeks after the season, trying to get my body right as best as possible. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of weighing options right now and seeing what's best for me in that aspect. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, to be determined, <laughs> you know, and you, you alluded to coaches and family and, you know, it, the support system you have around you, obviously you made the move all the way from Florida going all the way up to Bryant, you know, and you, that takes a large support system to be able to feel comfortable enough to make that move and then play at the level you've played at. So can you talk about your support system and what they've meant to you on your football journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, first my, my family's the greatest. They really are. Uh, being, you know, it's one of those things like after a month, uh, my freshman year of playing football, you kind of like, dang, like I miss when my mom used to cook for me or when I just hang out with my friends and shoot hoops in the backyard, you don't really have that free time anymore. But I, I try to just really stay in close contact with families and family and friends back home. Um, they, you know, they mean a lot to me. Um, relationships I try to keep as best as I can. And, you know, also up here, Brian made it really easy for me, uh, especially once Coach Mara came in and his coaching staff. Uh, I had a lot of really good coaches, uh, coaches that cared, which I feel like at the college level is kind of tough to find nowadays. Uh, you know, I had a coach by Coach Daniels. He's my linebacker coach from my sophomore to senior year. And, you know, he's he's just the man, right? Like he, when I injured my MCL, he like called me four or five times that day. Was I kind of annoyed by the fifth call? Yeah, but I feel like that's what family is for. So, um, you know, coaches like him and then my coach this year, Coach Frost, is, you know, a good, really, he's like family too. So, um, as well as the, play, as the players, obviously, like my linebacker room that we have here is, uh, it's kind of, it was emotional, you know, saying goodbye this year. But, um, you know, it's, it's good to have, it's easy to be far from home when you have a family away from home. So, you know, and, with being a draft prospect, there comes a lot of prep and a lot of workouts and stuff, yeah. but there's a lot of stuff that goes into just being able to be a draft prospect. So has, has it hit you yet that like the college career is over, but now you have the opportunity to live out everybody's dream. And that is being a pro athlete. Has that, has that hit you yet? I think it has, uh, it, you know, it hit me probably like maybe like a few weeks ago. Cause I was in a phase like, where, you know, I was trying to just recover. And lately I've been going at it, you know, in the weight room and on the field and stuff like that, trying to get right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy in my position because, you know, coming from a small school, I feel like I have the tools to, to make it. I just want to prove everyone right or, and prove everyone wrong at the same time. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like, you know, sometimes you, you stress about some stuff like, man, I want my time to be better here. I want to get stronger in this area. But at the same time, like, 
not many people have the opportunity I do as well. So, you know, it's, I'm trying to enjoy as best as I can, but I know like my mindset is just, I gotta, gotta work my, my ass off or, you know, until my pro day comes. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely hit. And especially all the love and support I've got since I declared for the draft, it's been pretty cool. So. You know, and you alluded to the weight room and the film room and the practice field. So I have to ask you, we ask everyone this, and it's always interesting to see the response we get. If you could <laughs> rank these three things, one being the most important, three being the least important, where would you rank the film room, the weight room, and the practice field? Uh, this is tough. I feel like this is a trick because I, I, watch, I watch film of every practice too. So I don't know how that's included. I'd say – I'd probably say one practice field. Uh, I feel like if I have a string of good practice throughout the week, you know, we have Tuesday, Wednesday practice, and then Thursday, like lighter practice, the Friday walkthrough. If I do really, if I'm on point with those practices, I feel confident for the game. So practice one, um, I'd say, I'd say film two. I mean, you need to be strong, but film two, just because each, you know, you get to a point, I feel like for me personally, like I know tendencies of offenses. I know what types of routes are going to run and run plays, but each offense is a little different in how they do things. And your game plan going into each, each game changes with that as well. So it's important to watch film, obviously. So film two, weight room, you know, three, I could do push-ups or something. I don't need to go to the weight room. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I, after asking so many people that question, I think where I've come to rank them is one A, one B, and one C. I think I yeah. want to keep them all at one. I just it, it it's interesting. I think about the only position that like has not cared about the weight room so far is when I get a kicker on or a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I'm you trying know, to get beach bodies though. So <laughs> you know, I have to ask you too because you know you talked about wanting to be a pro athlete for a long time, you know? Yeah. So growing up, was there, was there a guy that you were like, I, you know, if I could be like him, that'd be amazing. Did you have an athlete growing up that you just, you know, idolized maybe a little more than the rest? You know, like I, I said before, my favorite sport growing up was always basketball. Um, not, not football. I love football. I always love football, but um, I, I feel like basketball, uh, you know, growing up in, like near Miami, I always love like watching LeBron and his preparation. Uh, you know, honestly, I feel like the person, and he's not even an athlete, like I looked up to the most is uh, my brother. And I feel like he, he, he was a really good basketball player in high school. Uh, didn't play college or anything, but he's a big guy where he, you know, has a great now in graphic design and he always works so hard in his craft. And to watch him with his dedication and work and do what he loves that inspired me to try to match his level playing football so i know that's probably not the answer you get but i feel like that's a person when i look at like who motivates me he's he's the guy so and that's awesome i i, I have to ask you because you, you you talked about basketball being your favorite sport you know and <laughs> i grew up with siblings that were pretty good at basketball so if you could describe your basketball game, what, what kind of ball player are oh. you? Are you a three-point specialist or are you going to take it to the rim? Uh, shoot or shoot, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say, you know, growing up, I was like eighth grade. I was like six foot. So uh, I was a defensive guy for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I have to describe, I'd say probably like, a, man, I don't know. Oh, I was, I was pretty athletic, I guess, compared to the other basketball guys as well. So I'd say like a 
<laughs> this is going to be sound so weird me saying, but probably like a Russell Westbrook who couldn't jump as insanely high as him. I don't want to say I'm the athlete Russell Westbrook is, but, um, you know, I was quick, I was fast, and I was I was pretty strong, and you know, with basketball. So uh, could I shoot, you know, if the, if the day strikes, I guess. But I was more of a defensive guy. So maybe like a Tony Allen, I guess, would be another answer. So. Hey. Tony Allen, I'm a Boston Celtics fan. And let me tell you that that Celtics championship team where Tony Allen was coming off the bench. I'll take it all day, man. Yeah. No, he was, he was solid. He was a good player. So I have to ask you too, with, with the basketball, you know, you described your basketball game. Football is obviously where we're hoping to, you know, where your career is going to be. So with your football game, if you could describe in your own words, how you play the game of football, how would you describe the way you play? Um, I would, I would describe as, Someone who, who I you know I try to let the game come to me. Um, I I feel like, you know, when I was young, even last year, like I I do stuff that I try to make every play on the field, right? And sometimes I'd mess my own team up because I'm trying to make a play that wasn't mine, and I'd get in a wrong gap or I would do something wrong, and that that you know it was sometimes didn't look bad on me but looked bad on the team. So. Uh, if I, you know, describe my game, I let the game come to me and I feel like I'm just, you know, aggressive. Um, you know, I'm too, you know, I'm only 225, which, you know, se- semi big, but I guess every, you know, I want people to know who they played when they play me. So um, and I want to make a statement every time I go on the field. So um, aggressive and, you know, I like to play fast too. So I'd say, you know, fast try to have good, you know, my instincts have always been there and try to let the game come to me and don't force anything crazy. So, you know, I would say you are the perfect linebacker for today's NFL because, you know, you, you touched on it earlier. The tight end is such an important part of today's game. You got guys like Travis Kelsey, yeah. you know, Gronk when he was in his prime, you know, Kittle, Waller, Mark Andrews, guys that, you know, can change the complexion of an entire offense, especially if you don't have, a strong enough linebacker to cover him. Cause let's just be honest. You can't put a five ten corner on Travis, Travis Kelsey. You just, yeah, can't. it's not going to work out too well. <laughs> you know, being the size you are, you know, I know two twenty five. some people might say, well, that's not your traditional linebacker, but that's the perfect linebacker for today's NFL. So can you talk about why you feel, you know, you've talked about the versatility, the elusiveness. How do you feel that translates into what today's NFL is? And that's more of a passing league. I feel like it translates well. Um, like I said, I've emphasized a lot on how I've tried to improve my coverage throughout the last few years. Um, and, you know, I feel pretty confident covering anyone, honestly. So um, that, you know, football, it's NFL has become more and more of a pass league as well. And, you know, hopefully, by the way, I'm trying to gain, be around like 230 for a pro day. I was putting that out there. But when, you know, I, I hold my own really well. And I feel, feel like the film shows that in the run game. Um, I, my, my, during the run, I feel like the run game as a linebacker, you know, that's the thing you care about most. Honestly, you don't want any team to run the ball um, in, in, in front of you. Uh, I feel like that's disrespectful if they do. So uh, I feel like that style of play in today's NFL, being quick, fast, um, having instincts, and then be able to hold your own, do, do well in the run game. That's, that's something a lot of teams look for. You know, and you talked about hoping to, you know, put on a few pounds, be up to about 230 for, you know, in time for pro days. So 
we hear that all the time. We hear guys who are like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to put on some weight before yeah. this. And a lot of people don't understand what that looks like. And so they're like, you're just going to eat a bunch of cheeseburgers or how are we going <laughs> to do this? So what does that preparation look like? So you can put the weight on the right way to still be able to be in peak physical performance shape. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily I, in my pro days, again, like early April, uh, it's not set officially most likely, but five pounds over that time is, is doable, but the same time it can't be five pounds like you know if i go to five guys and i go to town i could probably gain like three pounds and then two pounds the next day like it's but you know gaining that right weight muscle weight and that also you you can't be stocky as well you can't just be a bodybuilder as you know so you have to put on weight muscle while also maintaining and improving your speed and quickness as well so like the meal plan i i have i started um two weeks ago you know it's been tough a lot of chicken uh, you know, a lot of cooking. I, I, I know how to cook pretty well, so it's not as bad as it used to be back in the day. Um, but it's just, you know, about really be, being disciplined as well, uh, tracking your carbs, tracking your macros as well. Um, and making sure you're not eat, doing anything you're not supposed to I feel like it comes with anything. Cause I feel like the hardest, you know, go on the field and weight room. It's, you know, it's cool. And, but it means nothing if you're not taking care of yourself in the kitchen. So I feel like the biggest aspect of that is just being disciplined. So, you know, you came up to the Northeast for college, but you were born, you lived along the beach for most of your high school, you know. So mm -hmm. what, what do you like more? Do you like the snow in the winter or are you, are you sticking with the beach? Uh, you know, when I first got here, I'd probably say like the snow because Florida, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things like the summer's hot in Florida. That's that's the thing. Like it's it's ridiculous in the summer, but like, in times right now, like it snowed like four inches the other day. Um, you know, I wish I was in Florida. So I go back and forth with it. If I probably had to pick, if I had to probably pick one place, it'd probably be like in the middle, I guess. But it's, I'd, I'd probably go Florida at this point. You know, I've been here for four years. So uh, it's, you know, I'm tired of waking up and it's like 20 degrees out. So it's, <laughs> okay, I'm over it by this point. I, I, I feel that. I feel that big time. You know, you talked about coming from a smaller school like Bryant. You know, the FCS, though, has put a ton of talented guys in the NFL over recent years. Mm -hmm. You know, then you guys play in a very tough conference and you play some elite competition in your time there. So do you have anybody that you went up against that maybe stands out as maybe, you know, just a little more? Do you have one guy that you're like, yeah, that was the best guy I went against in college? Oh, man. Well, there's a few guys I think of, like, you know, we used to play in the NEC and about, I think about seven guys got signed. Um, we played Brown, which had a really good quarterback, EJ Perry. Um, I'd say the one guy and he's still playing. We played him this year. I got to give him credit. He's a good back. Uh, I forgot his name exactly, but he's the North Carolina A&T starting running back. Um, I don't know if you he can help me out on that, but he – he was, you know, I watched film on him and he was, I forgot what team they played. It was like an FBS team. And he was just tearing dudes apart. Like it was, he's not the biggest guy. He's like 190, 195, maybe close to 200. But he was just like really elusive. And we, we I think we ended up losing to them by like 10, but he was a guy I was like, dang, like that's, that's a good running back right there. Like he, I think he was like third in the FCS in rushing or something like that. He was, he was ridiculous. He was really good. So. So I might butcher his first name, but I look Tutton was the last name by Sol Tutton. 
looks like he had almost 1,400 rushing yards and 13 TDs this year. So Yeah, it's probably him. <laughs> yeah, yeah he I was, mean, I've, he I've, was good, man. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's got to be him because my guy averaged over six yards a carry. So uh, Yeah, he was he was a solid back. You know, it wasn't even like the biggest back, but uh, just like slippery. You know, he, he finished strong and, uh, yeah, you know, respect to him. He was, he was solid. So, you know, Playing at Bryant, you've also got to play alongside some really talented guys. So, yeah, you know, folks maybe don't pay as much attention to the FCS level. So, you know, as we get ready for the draft season, who are some guys that you've played with that we need to, you know, have our eyes on is maybe, you know, some guys that are going to make some noise here. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, all my, you know, all my years here, I came with the same guy. You probably know him. His name's Joe Andreessen. Uh, he's, just got named All-American like today, actually. So uh, I was all, you know, all New England. We, we all, we both got all conference the last two years. I got all New England one year. He got all New England this year. Um, he's, he's a good, he's a good player, man. He, he's, he's like 235, somewhere around there. He could run. He's, he could tackle, good instinct. So playing with him was really easy all my years. Uh, so he, you know, he just he just transferred to Buffalo for his final final year of eligibility. So he's he sure. Um, I'd say the the two other players I, I play with, I play with uh um Jack Daly, really good D tackle. He just uh transferred to FIU and then Kenny Dyson. Uh th- those those guys were I mean, they're solid. I think they have a real c- career here. And then one guy who recently has been like killing it lately, this guy named Landon Ruggieri. He's a it's actually a walk-on uh, receiver. Talks the most smack out of everyone I know, but he's he's a dog. So he he's really he's really good. Um, you got all New England honors as well. So I think those guys. And I actually played with uh, Tom Kennedy as well my freshman year. He was he's on the Lions right now. So those, those are the guys I feel like have a real good chance to make it to the next level. You know, on this show we love to give advice to high school kids, and I I have a couple pieces. I'd like to ask you about on that. You know, the first I want to have you give advice to is a guy who plays, you know, is a high school kid who's playing your position. So if you could talk to a high school linebacker that's decided they want to try and play in college, what would you tell them that they need to focus on so that they are, you know, a kid who has that opportunity to play in college? I'd say speed and good hips, uh, speed and really good hips. I, I, if I had to do my high school career over again, like I'd, I'd work on that so much more. I was always quick. I was explosive. I was also under the mindset, I feel like, where, you know, I wanted to, like, gain weight. I came in heavier than I am now. I just wasn't fast back then. I was, like, a four, eight guy, maybe. <laughs> like, I wasn't I wasn't as fast um, my first year coming out. So, I feel like I focused so much, like, on, like, being that, like, linebacker that, you know, size-wise, that I kind of, like, lost track of the speed as well. So, you know, if you could, if you, could you know, have – you know, two even if you're like 215, 210, uh, but you have really good feet, really good hips, and move well and fluid with like some, you know, a decent height, you are you have a really good chance of uh, becoming a college football player, so. You know, and if you could talk to a high school kid about the recruiting process, you know, a lot of guys yourself, have, you know, have described it as hectic, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a nerve wracking time. So what would you tell a kid who is going through that recruiting process right now? What, what, what advice would you give them? I say, just keep working. Uh, I feel like a lot of, a lot of times you kind of just get caught up in all of it. Right. Like you, I remember every, there's a time, like every day I'd be 
I get a Twitter message from some coach from a D1, D2, whatever school. And uh, I was so like kind of locked in on it uh, that I didn't, you know, for, I was like, man, you know, I should really enjoy high school more than just worrying about college football. Um, so yeah, man, just keep, keep working. And uh, you know, if, if you're, even, even if you don't get the offers that you, you want at first, um, if you produce and you have the athletic attributes, the results are going to come no matter what. So, um, and also I'd say when, you know, I feel like a lot of be humble as well. Uh, a lot of people post, oh, my, just got my hundredth letter from this college school. Like, I don't know. It's, it, I feel like it's, it's, it says something about you if you, you know, don't uh, like record all your videos when you're working out and just kind of like work in the darkness. And then when the light comes, you show out and that's when people know you're working as well. So, you know, like we talked about, the goal is that one of these 32 NFL teams drafts you, brings you in and gives you that opportunity. So I want to end the interview by asking you, you know, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on Ryan Sadler? Yeah, no, I think for, for one, uh, my, I feel like my instincts uh, on the football field are, you know, outmatch a lot of people. And, you know, in the draft, I feel like I know what's coming in a lot of plays. I prepare for film a lot. Mentally, I think I'm pretty advanced in the game. And, you know, I'd, all, I'd also say, uh, you know, my mindset towards winning and, you know, my athleticism, quickness and speed, uh, I feel like I would excel as a, you know, as a linebacker, but also on special teams as well. I know I could get it done. I just, I need a chance. And that's what I'm working for right now. Uh, you know, we've, I've had a lot of teams come to our, you know, like 24 teams come to our practice, you know, but um, I know if I, you know, if I get the chance, I'll, I'll make it count. So. Ryan, I've had an absolute blast having you on, man. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It's been a true pleasure. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. It's been, it's been a good time. So. Yeah, for sure, man. And folks, that's Ryan Sadler, Bryant linebacker, 2023 NFL draft prospect. That's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.